RMA would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Dharawal people. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to other Aboriginal people listening today. I am probably more a back of the pack runner and I own that. Like I'm, you know, I'm never going to podium. Um, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, back of the pack. Um, it, it actually took me a, a long time to sort of tell people that I am a runner. Um, I think, you know, because I am that back of the pack runner, you know, and, and I, you know, I've, I've shared this sort of thought many times, you know, there's this, there's this preconceived idea of what a runner should look like. And I don't fit that mould. I might not fit the mould, but I am a runner. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have a very special guest for you, Christina Jankolovska. Christina is an RMA who hails from the southern suburbs of Wollongong in Port Kembla. I wanted to have Christina on because she has a pretty amazing story and her story is a lot like yours and mine. She is a runner and she's a mum of two children and she works a part-time job and she juggles all the balls just like you and I. But Christina came to running when she had had her last baby, like many of us, and she wanted to get fit and healthy and she found herself a community of like-minded people. She found a coach, Kath White, who's actually one of our RMA coaches, who had led her along the way to some pretty good goals. And she has run many events and worked her way up to some ultra marathons as well. We discuss in this podcast how Christina's passion for running has led to a pretty cool purpose. You see, Christina went out on a limb and she wanted to create something pretty special in her local community. And she opened her very own running store, Coast to Mountain Running. And I really wanted to share about this passion project, she calls it, because Coast to Mountain Running is one of our brand partners on the member program. And it's really hard for some people to go out on a limb and take the risk to open their own business. And Christina, you know, had all of the things that lots of us do, the imposter complex that says, you can't do this, this is too hard for you, who do you think you are opening a running store, all those things. Christina is a self-professed backer of the packer, and we talk about this in this podcast episode as well. Um, but she's a passionate runner and she really wants to create a sense of community in her local area, which she has done so well through her store, Coast and Mountain Running, which is an ever-evolving project. I just love this story of how purpose creates community and connection and how Christina has gone after her purpose and done just that. Let me introduce you to Christina Jankolovska. Before we begin, a message from this week's sponsor, Physiocram Massage Gel. Physiocram has been helping Running Mums Australia to achieve their running goals for years now and ease those post-training muscular aches and pains. Hurting sucks and Physiocram has our back. To get your own Physiocram, head to www.physiocram.com.au. Don't forget, if you're a member of the member program, you can get 20% off with your member code. You can also find Physiocram at your local pharmacy. 
Hi, Christina. Welcome to the Hi, podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. Um, we've been planning this episode for a while, so I yep. appreciate you sharing your time with me. Um, as I say in most episodes, I love to interview all different women who make up RMA and everybody has a story. And we've got to know each other over the past few years um, when we run together, I guess, and different events and with, with our friends. Um, and I wanted to share your story specifically because you've come from no running to running and you've learned a lot about yourself along the way and what's important to you as a runner. And one of those things is obviously bettering yourself as a person, but it's also forming community. And you've gone above and beyond in terms of creating community with um, things that you have done, such as we'll talk in this podcast, like creating your own running store in your own local area and the reasons behind that. So there's lots of different facets to you, Christina, and I want to kind of dive into all of the things. Um, but yeah, this is why I wanted you on because there's so many women in RMA who might have started out exactly where you did and might not really realize the potential that they have. Um, and then fast forward a few years, they might actually be surprised where running took them. I bet now, looking back, you would not have imagined what you would be doing now would be something like a few years ago when you started running that you would be doing, running your own business as, you know, in a, in a running store and things like that, and running distance running, ultra marathons, all these different things. Is that something that you now look back at and think, what? <laughs> How did I get here? I, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I, I think, you know, hindsight's one of those funny things. Um, if you had said to me sort of, I think it was, you know, I think it was sort of after I'd had Lara, my eldest child, that, you know, I was going to one day run ultras, I would have laughed at you and said, um, no way. Yeah. <laughs> or I would have said, what's an ultra? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it is, you know, I, I sort of started to run socially, you know, for me, just to get out of the house. You know, you're you you know, you're a new mum. Yeah. You want to, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you're, you're stuck at home with a baby. So, you, you know, put the baby in the pram, go for a walk or get out of the house kind of thing just to, I suppose, clear the mind, um, you know, and then I sort of, because I'd always sort of run, mm. you know, through high school and, you know, primary school and, you know, that kind of thing. And then I, I think it's high school, it starts to get uncool, so you stop. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like, it's who thing, runs in high worry. school? It's true. <laughs> it's a shame, um, right? You know, and then I think, yeah, it, and it is, right, um, you know, if, I know what I know now yeah. there's no way I would have stopped running in you know, high school yeah. and then you know you, you sort of go oh I, I might get back into it and and you know we as as women we always sort of go we gravitate to the I'll run because I'll lose weight yeah. or baby weight at that point yeah. um you know and I sort of you know did that I, I got back into running got back into fitness and you know then sort of six years later I had my son and you know it was the same sort of cycle but I, I kind of went oh now I can now I'm kind of done having children so I can have some goals yeah, yeah. so it started off with you know a little 5k and I thought 5k was so far yeah um you know and now I'm running 50k and I'm kind of going oh well what's the next step 
you yeah. know, what's what's that next distance that I can tackle? Yeah. And, like, we'll get into all of those things because it didn't just happen overnight. Like, it didn't just no. happen where one day you ran five and then you ran 50. <laughs> no, 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 definitely evolution. not. <laughs> there was an evolution of Christina. Yeah. Um, and well, it is. Yeah, and you learn a lot about yourself along the way and, I mean, there's a whole story behind all that. But let's just start um, back about when you did start running, obviously, as an adult, um, what were your yep. initial thoughts? What were you thinking when you, you know, got out there on the pavement the first time? Can you remember back to how you felt about running back then? I think I think the first time I sort of got back out running, I, I, I think I ran and went, I, I had that moment of, why am I doing this? This <laughs> yeah. is hard. You know, it, it's that it's that self-doubt. You know, it, it's it's very easy for self-doubt to, to sort of creep in. Um, I, I think I ran, you know, a kilometre down the road and a kilometre back and, and I was like, I want to, you know, I want to die. This is so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? Um, and then I went, you know, and it, it's it's that sort of process of I'm not fast or I, I wasn't fast enough and, mm. you know, th- th- there's all those time pressures. Mm. At the same time, I went back out the next day. Mm, yeah. So why do you think you went back out the next day? For me, I enjoyed being outdoors. Mm. Yeah, and not stuck at I, home with children. Not, yeah, and, and even and even now a, a lot of my training, I think I could count on one hand how many times I've run on a treadmill. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm outside all the yeah. time, rain, hail, shine, um, you know, there's there's one thing my coach always sort of says: skin's waterproof. Yeah. So <laughs> we're out there in all the elements. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I, I think it actually does make you a, a stronger runner and and a more confident runner. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So fast forward to now, after your initial mm-hmm. few steps, <laughs> getting out the door and yep. having a go at running. Do you know how yeah. many events that you've run and, like, could you count them or are you, like, have you lost count? I, I, I couldn't. I, I think I've lost count. Like, I, I started two and I and I think I remember one of my sort of first events was, like, a local 5K um, and, I, and I just couldn't remember whether it was, like, a Cotton On Foundation or a, I think it was, like, the old Fitness 5 that used to run here in Wollongong. Yeah. Um, but it was it was something like that. But it was a de- it was definitely a five k. Yeah. Um. I I know I remember that much. Yeah. I remember sort of going out there and, you know, I suppose setting my own PB because I'd never really had a PB. I'd never done an event, mm. and I do remember sort of coming up through you know a section of Wollongong um, just around the beach area, and just going. I'm almost done. Like yeah. this is hard, but I'm almost done. But I've, I've, I'm setting my own little PB. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I think I, you know, from memory, I think I, it was, I don't know, back then, I think, I think it was around thirty-two minutes, and I was like pumped. I was like, wow, like this is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting when you think back to your first fun run or first race, like. I can still remember yeah. one of my first races being a local 5K race and I thought I was going to literally die. How far? How far? 5K? I can't run 5K. 
but I did and I felt just so excited when I finished like that I could achieve that um it's funny to look back now thinking that I thought that was so far but actually when you really think about it it is a long way for a lot of people so it's a long way to go for a lot of people who do run because you're pushing hard for 5k right and that's the thing it totally like you know you you know you you run a 5k and you're you're going hell for leather and you you know you're running a 50k and you you might kind of dial it back a bit um you know I always I would quicker pick an ultra distance versus a a short distance you know for (laughs) that reason (laughs) yeah right or wrong (laughs) we can talk Um, about that (laughs) when we talk about the ultras so like, do you actually, I, I want to ask this question because I've not really asked people this question in a podcast before and I, I thought that I'd just put it in yours. Um, I just assume. Um, but, like, do you actually like running? <laughs> I do. I enjoy it. <laughs> sometimes I wonder whether some people do it because it's a bit of a habit or they're just trying to set goals but they might actually not really enjoy it. No, I, I honestly, like, I really enjoy running and I you know and I know we'll talk later on in the in the podcast about you know I suppose my little passion project um or my you know my side project as as you know my kids call it um I I do I I have a love for the sport you know you know it any sort of distance and what do you Um, love about I do I just like I said earlier, I think you know it's that it's that freedom, and this might sound a bit selfish, and 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 it's okay to sound selfish. You know, it, it's an hour or, or forty five minutes that you have to yourself. Yeah, with no one interrupting, with no one going, "Hey, mum, I'm hungry," or "Mum, I need this," or "Mum, I need help," or you know, as as mums, we we kind of do so much for our families that mm. sometimes we might neglect to do things for ourselves so if that's half an hour 45 minutes or an hour that that you get to yourself take it yeah and enjoy that time yeah I love that and it's so important as mums and women that we have time yeah. for ourselves for our own mental health and our yeah, own correct. achievements it's not always about somebody else <laughs> correct about- yeah totally it, it, and you know and like I said I, I know it might sound a bit selfish but you know, you, you, I find that if I have gone for a run, the home environment is actually more relaxed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've, you know, I've got my sort of endorphin hit and it sort of then goes on to the, the rest of the family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, a, I'm a better mum, better better wife, better sister, better, better friend, better everything really. How would you describe yourself as a runner? What kind of runner are you? I am probably more a back of the pack runner. Mm-hmm. And I own that. Like I'm, you know, I'm never going to podium. Um, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, back of the pack. Um, it, it actually took me a, a long time to sort of tell people that I am a runner. Um I think, you know, because I am that back of the pack runner, you know, and, and I, you know, I've I've shared this sort of thought many times, you know, there's this there's this preconceived idea of what a runner should look like. And I don't fit that mold. 
I might not fit the mould, but I am a runner and I'm I'm strong, I'm, you know, I've, I'm determined. I can do it. Yeah. What was stopping you telling people? What were you thinking when you didn't? Because, you, you know, because there is that, because like I said, there is that, you know, that preconceived idea that you have to be lean, you have to be fast, you, you have to be all these tick boxes, right? Mm. And I don't tick those boxes. So you have that, I suppose, element of doubt where you don't want to tell people that you're a runner, or you you might sort of say, "Oh yeah, I run," but but that's it. Yeah, and you kind of leave it at that. Um, whereas I own that I'm a more of a back of the pack runner. I you know I openly tell people, "Yeah, I'm back of the pack," and you know, yeah. Like when you think about, okay, maybe in the beginning you weren't probably willing to tell people because you didn't really realize how many people would just like that out in there the is running community. so many so many <laughs> probably most of them <laughs> so you know and most, and most people are that mid to back that's exactly you know, right so i and it is i you know i think yeah. I, I think it is uh, you know it's it's media it's society it's you know that there is that this is what you have to look like and this is how fast you have to run to to be a runner and you know it, it is that do, do I tell people don't I tell people well, you know now I do I tell people then mm. I'd you know take it for what it is yeah if you if you want to you know google my results go for it you know but <laughs> I'm a runner like I've yeah, I've got the right. medals and, and you know the race bibs to to say I've I've done things you're still covering things. the same distance as everybody Correct. else in the race. You're still Correct. getting the same medal as everybody else in the race. Yeah, you know I mean, you're you're a runner, and it doesn't even matter. You don't even have to do a race to be a runner. You just have to run. No, and and that's <laughs> right. You just have to run. That's right. It, you know, it, you're a hundred percent right. Like you've hit the nail on the head. You you don't have to do an event to be a runner. No, Events don't it. qualify you, quantify you. Sorry, um, in yeah. that category. So that's I think. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I tell people I'm a runner, and I think when you then sort of say, "Yeah, I'm a runner," and they say, "Oh, yeah," so you know you'd do five k, and then I kind of go, "Yeah," but you know I much prefer an ultra distance, and then that's when the questions sort of start. Mm. Oh my gosh, we're going to get into that, but <laughs> I have other questions first. Go for it. Go for I it. I wanted to ask this question because I love hearing about people's backgrounds and yep. cultures. And obviously yep. people might have picked it up from the, the little hint of an accent in, in your voice, but you're Macedonian <laughs> and yeah. um, you're in a, and I'll just say, let me just add in a side note here, how amazing you are with food because you're Macedonian. <laughs> I just love going anywhere that Christine is at because she brings all of this awesome food. Anyway, that's just a side note. Maybe that's generalizing Macedonian. <laughs> how good with food? Um, so you're Macedonian, and I just want to know yep. many other Massos that run, and what does your family think of running in general? As as I guess your parents and aunties, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There, there actually there actually is a, a fair few, I think, yeah. Macedonians that that do run, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I, I know like, you know, one of my friends, um, Olivia, she runs, she's also a new mum. Yep. Um, 
and I think I, like I've met um, or I've, I've spoken to rather Ivana from Sydney. Um, yeah, is she Macedonian as well? Yep, she's incredible. Um, she did a, a like last year. I think she did a, a loop of um, where my parents are from, hmm. their hometown. She did yeah. a loop of the lake, and yep. she's incredible. Um, so yeah, so there is you know there is a few Macedonians out there that run, um, and actually like overseas trail running is 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 big. You yeah. know, in that sort of European culture. Um, so yeah, but my parents, you know, like my my immediate family, are, are super supportive, um, and you know, my my mum, I think was the one, you know, she's she's always supportive, you know, but it was the oh, where do you run? Oh, outside, mum, and you know, like I wouldn't sort of tell her because she'd you know freak out that I was sort of saying I'm out trail running, and you know, it's always about wildlife, and I think you know one day. Um, you know, she's got Instagram and, you know, one day she she saw a picture that I'd posted where I'd come across a snake and she rings me and she goes, there's snakes where you run? And I went, yeah, Mum, there is, because I run in the bush. And she went, oh, no, that's just silly. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Like, you know, it was like, okay, Mum, like, Aww. fine. <laughs> so, no, like, this super supportive, you know. Um, yeah. you, know when I, you know, like another thing she sort of said to me the other day was, sorry the other month when UTA was on she said I'm really disappointed I said why you know and she said oh you told me you'd take me to the big race I said, what are you talking about what big race and she said oh the one in the blue mountains and I went oh yeah yeah mum like I only did the 11 and I only did the 22 like it's not the big race oh well she goes I guess you're gonna have to do a bigger event there so I can come to the blue mountains with you oh. like, okay mom, calm down <laughs> <laughs> so she, you know, like my mum is, you know, one of my biggest supporters, always asks, always sort of, you know, where did you run and, you know, where did you go and, yeah. you know, show me photos. So she's, you know, super cool and, you know, dad's dad's kind of like he just goes with the flow and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah supports. Um, but, yeah, and even like even the kids, they'll always sort of ask, oh, where did you go today, mum, and, you know, what did you see? Did you see anything exciting? Um, so, yeah, so super, super supportive. And, yeah, there is Macedonians that run. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably more, sure than, more than I um, know. <laughs> I thought, you know, maybe there's, like, more that you know. Like, I don't know, it tends to be, like, the Macedonians that I know tend to be quite close-knit group of people. So I thought maybe there's, like, a lot that you know <laughs> that run. <laughs> Um, around down. I'm in sure. I'm stuff. sure there's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you love about running? Like, what does it actually mean to you? Um, I think it just comes back to that that I get to have a bit of me time, essentially. Yeah. It's my own little escape. Yeah. Yeah. And what kind of goals do you like to set for yourself? I probably set myself very challenging goals. Mm, I would say, yeah. Um, for example, you know, that, that's you did well. Not yes. just one race at UTA, you did two. Like I, I don't did. even do those things. Like I'm like, no, one will do. And you're like, oh, I'll just do. 11 and the 22 <laughs> like yeah and I and you know I questioned life choices on the 22 and went why why did I do this <laughs> yeah yeah but why do you think um, you set yourself these challenging goals 
Is this something you're trying to prove to yourself or you just want to no. see how far you can? Like what? I, for, me it is, for me, it is seeing how far I can go and sort of push my own self. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's seeing seeing what what you can do as an individual, mm-hmm. as a person, as a as a runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it comes back to like you know when you're talking about being a mid to back of the pack runner, it doesn't matter where you sit in the field. You still no. can set yourself challenging goals that are still really. Of course big, you can. That are still really big. Of course you can for, for anyone. Look, that- that is a you know like that twenty two course is brutal. Yeah, I think I finished. I think you were at the at the end at the finish line, and I, I think I may have even turned around and said, "I'd quicker sign up to the fifty than do that course again." <laughs> yeah. Like it's it, you know like it, it's it's hard, but I think I think you need to set yourself some challenging goals. Mm. Like I you know why not? see what you can do see what you can accomplish yeah and that's that's something about you know pushing yourself past your comfort zone Mm. um we're in any event or in training it's going to get hard right no matter how where you place in the field it's going to get hard what do you tell yourself when you're out there training or doing a race when it gets hard to be able to push yourself out of your comfort zone? What kind of tips or what kind of things do you tell yourself to keep going when it gets hard? That's that's a that's a tough one, Nick. Mm-hmm. That is a tough one. I think like is I think for me or no, I, like I don't have any mantras or anything like that. I, I think I just sort of go, okay, like you've got, you know, like today I had a speed set, you know, it was six times 500, you know, and I, and I know, at, you know, I've, I've just got to get to 500 and then I get a little rest. Mm. So it's that, you know, I, I set that goal of, yep, that's that's where I need to be. I get there and then it's, okay, now I can breathe for a few minutes or a you know, or 100 metres or 200, whatever the, the, the recovery is, I suppose. You know, it's the same with, with running. You, I, you know, you run and if you, if I have to stop, then I stop for a minute, compose and continue. What do you think you learn from, like, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone with these big events, I guess? That we can do hard things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can. And if you, I mean... The training's the hard part, right? Mm. The events, like it's it's hard. It's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but in comparison, you've you've done the hard yards. Mm. You've if you've stuck to your plan, the event's easy because mm. you've done all the training. You've put everything into practice in in that training, and you know, come race day, you know, you're you're at the party, so to speak. Yeah. So let's go back to when you started running. So you started mm-hmm. running after the kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then like how many, like you live down in Wollongong in Port Kembla. Yep. So yep. how like how long was it before you sort of joined a training group or found other people that ran as well? I think it was it, it was more so after I'd had Noah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it was, I think, you know, like I'd started, I started sort of doing some group fitness, yep. um, you know, within the group fitness, there was, you know, like a, like a learn to run style class. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Then I would sort of, you you know, once I did that, then it was like, okay, well, maybe I can go out on my own now and sort of still do that class when it was on and and do my own thing and, you know, sort of run and see how I can go and yeah. sort of sort of started that way. Mm-hmm. You know, the learn to run was really a learn to run and it was sort of varied, you know, with some weeks it would be, let's, you know, it was hill repeats. One week it was, okay, let's do a little 5K loop and, yeah. um, you know, that that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that sort of set that foundation of, you know, what I actually enjoy this. I don't, I'm not just running for the sake of running. Mm. I don't mind this. Yes, it's hard, but but I don't, I, got, I could do this more often. Yeah. And down in Port Campbell, like, so Port Campbell is just south of Wollongong for people that are listening. Yeah. How would yes. you describe that area? The locals would call it God's country. <laughs> of course. Um, look, it's it's a beachside suburb. Um, we're sort of surrounded. We're surrounded by three beaches. Um, so Port Kimbler Beach, which is the main beach, um, a beach called Fishos, um, and then MM Beach. Then the, then you're sort of surrounded by the industrial area of of you know Port Kimbler. Yeah. Um, which is sort of, you know, it's had a significant role in the, that industrial history of, of the Illawarra region, you know, the, the steelworks being there and, yeah. and you know, the, the, I suppose the main employment for, for Wollongong at a point in time. Mm. So, you know, it, it contrasts. It sort of goes from, you know, quite beautiful and, and pretty to to industrialism on one side. Mm. Um and I think for me, I've, I've always, as as odd as this might sound, I've I've had a fondness with that industrialism. You know, I've I've grown up in the area. Um, you know, I've I've grown up in the southern suburbs of Wollongong. Mm. You know, my, my parents, my, you know, a lot of my family worked at the steelworks. It was their, I suppose, that was their their opportunity when they immigrated to Australia. Mm, yeah. Um, for a lot of them. So you know, I, as you know, as you know, as much as people might think, oh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's not beautiful, but <laughs> it has that. For for me, it's got that beauty in that. If it probably wasn't for the steelworks, my family may have never immigrated mm, to yeah. Australia. You yeah. know, they they may not have had the opportunities that they've had, or you know, that kind of thing. So you know. Beautiful on one side, equally as beautiful in the industrial parts of, of Port Kimbler. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I've been there, obviously, a few times. Yeah. And um, it's actually like a beautiful training ground. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's it's you awesome. How like, beautiful it is to run around. It is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's actually quite gorgeous. Um, and there is a, there is a track that sort of, I think, and, and, you know, someone might correct me on this, but I think you could essentially run from sort of Shell Harbour in the south and run all the way, I think, to about the Seacliff Bridge. Oh. Um, so a pretty big 
chunk of coastline. Yeah. You know, that then if you've also got the beauty of, of Wollongong and the Illawarra where we're so close to the escarpment. Yeah, that's so right. So for those of us that, you know, don't love running the road and love running on the trails, we're quite close in the amount of trails that we have in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've got the, you know, close proximity to the National Park and... Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's it, yeah. Yeah. So many places to run. So many places. So many places. So when did you join? Because obviously your coach is Kath White, who's yes, who White's running, and you were one of her athletes. Um, when did you yes. find Kath? How did that even come about? I, I met Kath a few weeks out of my second marathon. I was doing the Sydney Marathon, and she was working at Lorna Jane at the time. Um, and I went in there to, you know, a few weeks out to buy a, a brand new top because, you know, you, you have to buy a new top when you're running a, a marathon. You know? <laughs> I, I couldn't wear the same one I'd worn the year before because the photos. <laughs> um, so when I, I actually went in and, you know, you know what Kath's like. She's, you know, full of life and bubbly yes. and, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, love her to death. Um, you know, she's, she starts sort of chatting about the marathon and I kind of looked at her and I said, oh, what are you talking about? And she said, oh, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? And she almost had this checklist <laughs> inside Borna Jane and I went, no, no, no. And she said, oh, sweetheart, she said, I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> so she did and and she really did. Like she took me under her wing um, and really, you know, that last sort of four weeks before, you know, the Sydney Marathon really guided me and just sort of said you know this is what we need to do and this is what we need to tweak um so she she was a godsend you know and you know race day I I still remember it to this day like you know rang me that morning and sort of said how are you going are you okay and you know sort of talk me through things and then you know post race rang me and said how are you going how are you feeling um, and, it, you know, our, our friendship sort of formed from there. Um, she was probably the one that I suppose then planted the seed for, for ultras and and beyond. Yeah, blame her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blame her. <laughs> but it was probably you too. Um, you know, obviously yeah. around that time she probably is the one that introduced you to RMA, I would imagine. Yes, yeah, definitely, um, yeah. So what kind of impact did that have on your running journey? Um, you know, like I, I had I had heard of RMA, but I wasn't quite sure. Um, so, yeah, Kath, Kath did introduce me to that RMA network and, you know, I, I think I then sort of, you know, did my own sort of research and, and found, oh, my goodness, there's this network of women that all run. Mm. Like how awesome and how incredible are all these athletes um, you know, and, and that's one thing that I sort of refer to anyone that runs. So, you know, they're, they're an athlete. If you're running, you, you're an athlete. Um, so that was, for me, that was, wow, there's so many. Yeah. Like it was a, you know, and that's a, that's a credit to sort of Unicol that you, you built this this group, you know, and, and you could connect with, with other women that were, the, you know, either this running the same or you know then there was the you know there's the connection of is there anyone running and can I run with you or you know where you might form friendships 
Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of possibilities, I guess, did it open up for you knowing there was other women that were training for things that you maybe kind of thought of? For me, for me, Nick, it was it was quite inspiring because mm. I did I did sort of go, wow, some of these women are doing incredible things. You know, seeing seeing, you know, people running the the marathons, running the ultras, you know, it just it it really did open up that world of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, it, you know, and it and it opened up the world for me to to even sort of, you know, and, and Kath was another sort of instrumental into this, was the world of of trail and ultra. Mm, yeah. You know, I ran road for so long that I didn't even know trail and ultra existed. So what do you think like Let's talk about that now. So with trail and ultra running, when you were introduced to that idea, what was your initial mm-hmm. thoughts about running on a trail? What kind of did you feel like inhibited? Did you feel excited? Were you nervous? Like what kind of thing? Because it's interesting because there are so many women that just think, oh, I don't think I can do it. So what were you feeling? I think it, like for me it was I think at the t- time I, I I had finished the Sydney Marathon um, and then I kind of went okay I, I'm not I was kind of falling out of love with road running mm-hmm. so I was kind of like I need something different mm-hmm. I, I need a different challenge um, and, I, and I and I spoke to Kath who then who then became my coach yeah. and I said I need a different challenge you know um, and she said so, well, why don't you buy a, a ticket into UTA? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure, okay, like what distance? And she said, well, you've done a marathon, do the 50. And I said, oh, I wouldn't do the 22. And she said, no, just do the 50. You can do it. I went, sure, okay, no problem. Anyway, I, I bought the ticket and I said, what if I don't like it? She said, don't worry, we can sell your ticket if you don't like it. Okay. And she sort of said, okay, this weekend we're going out running, you know, come along and see if you like it. She said, the only sort of thing I, I, I request is, you know, bring bring water. Well, I didn't have a vest at the time. All I had was a, a handheld yep. bottle. Um, so I go out to to a local trail with her and, and I'm like, okay, what's, what's this going to be like? I, I didn't have trail shoes. I just sort of had road shoes. And I said, oh, I've only got road shoes. She said, that's fine. She said, we're not running technical. You'll be fine with road shoes. Okay, great. Ran that trail, loved every minute of it. <laughs> Where did you go? Um, we ran. I think it was. I think it was Bulai, um, like along the escarpment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we started at one end of Bulai and sort of went. I think it was maybe like five k's out and five back because I'd never been on the trails. Mm. Um, so did that and just loved it. She, you know, we finished and she said. How was that? And I said, I loved it. I said, I'll be back next week. So what did you like like about it? What was different? Like other than the fact that you're on a trail, obviously. (laughs) You know, I sort of bring it, I bring it back to to nature and and being outdoors, but really, really being outdoors. Like you're, you're in the bush, you're, you know, you're not on a road, You're, you're not sort of dealing with, you know, foot traffic and, cars and you know 
countless pedestrians. You know, you're you're out and you're you are free. Mm. Yeah. You're not sort of differently in terms of the way you were running as well. Yeah, totally, totally different. Mm. Yeah, just you know, you know, and it was my first trail run. I was probably more cautious of you know foot placement and. You know, I've got to be careful of rocks and, you know, and you don't have those things on the road yeah. um, naturally. It's it's quite flat. But, you, you know, there's there's other challenges on the road as well. Um, yeah, just it, I really, I, I instantly just fell in love with being out on the trails. And were you caring even about, like, your pace? No, and that was the other thing. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's that's probably for me, that's probably the biggest thing. So when I used to road run, I you know, at one point I became quite fixated on on pace and, and speed and and that's why I sort of fell out of love with running on the road. Because I was so fixated. Mm. Like I had to meet a target or I had to meet a a goal and you know I sort of meet targets and deadlines most days um, yeah. in my corporate job. So, you know, it then sort of went into into running. And on the trails, I, I didn't have a pace. I didn't have a target. I just knew I had to run 10Ks and yeah. however long it took me, it took me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I love about trail running too. <laughs> the terrain dictates how long it's going to take. Well, right? that's it, right? Like if you've got lots of vert, you're... You know, you're probably walking a fair chunk of that. Yeah, that's all right. You might run a bit, but you might be walking more than running. Yeah. And that's okay, right? Because yeah. walking and trail running is fine. And then that's exactly right. That's why I love it. <laughs> you get <a> walk <laughs> I love it, especially as an older runner. I'm loving it. Um, some people <laughs> don't want to start running because they think it's hard. Like they'll think they think it's hard. They think it's too. They're too slow. Like you said before, even trail running, they think it's hard. Like, what would you tell them? How do you overcome those feelings? I guess to start anyway. Look, I think you always do have an element of self doubt. You know, you, you know. I, I think I said it earlier. Even for me, I, I still sometimes, you know, have kind of go, why? Why am I doing this? Um, you know, but that sort of goes very quickly. I think believe in yourself and back yourself. It's it's doable. Mm. Yes, it's hard, but it's so much fun. It's so rewarding. Yeah. I mean, think about some of the events that you've been at, which was a lot, that you've yeah. participated in, especially things like UTA, which are really big and, like, thousands of people yeah. participate. Like, when you look around, like, what are you surrounded by, really? Like other people that are enjoying themselves, or other people that are happy? yeah, like a, you no, know, like like I've never sort of I've never done an event where where someone is hating it that much. Like yeah. I, I've never, you know, they're, they're probably you know you know unless they're sort of not well or you know they they might be hating life, but for the most part of it. Everyone's everyone's happy. Everyone's enjoying the event. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're having fun. Like it, you know. And 
I think finding the right group of people, mm. if you can, you know, if that's if that's an option, you know, and I, I know people sort of might live remotely and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But I think if you've got the right network, mm. then you can definitely do anything. I think that's the that's the key. Mm. Finding people that are like minded. Yeah. So lots to harp on about back of the pack running. <laughs> but no, no, that's all right. In events, like I just want to talk about it because it does come up a lot in RMA. Um yeah, yeah, yeah so totally. many women, so many of our women are back of the pack runners. And like from your experience running at different events. How could events make mm -hmm. it more accessible or exciting, I guess, for people that and not, not to make them feel less valued, I guess, as a back of pack runner than the front of the pack runner? I think I think I think a key is, you know, they events should look at cutoff times. Um, you know, and I know sometimes it's not always possible because of, you know, roads and it impacts and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but they, they need to look at the, the, the cutoff times and, and make them, where possible, more generous. Mm. Um, you know, I think I, I remember listening to one of the podcasts, I think it was with, is it Michelle from yep. South Australia? Point? Yeah. Um, you know, don't pack up the aid station like leave the aid stations there you know there was I think there was one event I did um I think it was mid last year and credit to that race director those aid stations were there and we I was sort of at the back at, at, at the back if not the back um I just had it you know it was a hard run tough day um things kind of didn't go to plan which is fine these things happen um, but credit to that race director because those aid stations were were there the whole time. Mm -hmm. They they didn't they didn't pack them up. They they didn't do any of that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think you know th those little things mm. yeah. make it a you know a big deal. You know even 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 the announcers staying there and you know announcing those last runners. Yeah. Like that's a big deal. Yep. One hundred percent. Even today, I, I saw. Um, I think it was Sydney Marathon was saying like because obviously they're trying to get yeah excited about the marathon and they put something yeah. about there's you know in this year there was this many thousand people yeah. over four and a half hours and we're predicting this many thousand people running yeah. over and it, that time was it doesn't matter like it it's I really like that because it's also about all the messaging so the messaging yeah. socials and. You know, even with RMA, I like to promote a big, broad range of women from all different. Yeah, 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 totally right. And experience. Yeah, I, and I think I think they even had a post recently on the on the Sydney Marathon socials, which I thought, wow, this is incredible. Um, you know, and, I, and I've just written it down because I was going to get it wrong. Um, you know, that most people finish the marathon in between four and five hours. Yeah, yeah, which is normal. Which is what I've finished that yeah. marathon in like oh, i've done that marathon twice like longer even like yeah now. so then you yeah. know them extending that cutoff to seven hours uh it's it's incredible like it's it's awesome it gives you know it it does give those people that are probably thinking oh i'm probably not quite there 
you know what, I can give this a go. Yeah, 100%. It just makes it more accessible for so many more people. Totally, totally more accessible. I, I think, you know, that, you know, that's, that is showing us that, you know, we, we can do this and we can make it more accessible for, for people. Yeah. So when you, you know, started um, increasing your distances, so, like, what was it that intrigued you about ultras and also what did you find hard about training for them? Well, I think I think with the ultra it was it was you know very much a you can do this from Kath. Um and like I said, you know, I bought that ticket and was like, okay, yeah, right, maybe maybe I can, maybe I can't, who knows, kind of thing. Um fell in love with trial running. And I went, you know what, I, I can do this. If I've done a marathon, I can definitely do this. Unbeknownst to me, it's very different training for an ultra versus a marathon. And there's, you know, it's a completely different plan. Mm. I think the hardest thing with training ultra for training for ultras and, you know, having quite a young family mm. is time. You know, that that's sort of your biggest thing. That said, I, I I run at some ungodly hours to to get in those sessions, um, to get in the gym sessions, you know, to do the strength training, the cross training. Yeah. Um, my family doesn't miss out, but I am out, you know, even on the trails, even on weekends, you know, with with Kath and you know the the rest of the Whites Running crew, we are out there early, you know, to to get. The session end so that you know you then have the rest of the afternoon or day or morning to be with family and and friends and have that bit of normality and that bit of social life so how many like ultras have you done now two ultras yeah 250 k's were they both uta both uta um you know one was one was probably, you know, my my one I did at the end of last year was probably a bit of a redemption run for me. Um, I was quite sick on course with my first one. I still finished, um, but very sick on course. Um, and it wasn't pleasant. So I then had, to, I then wanted to sort of almost redeem myself and go, okay, can I do this and can I do this better? Mm. Um, and absolutely loved every single minute of, you know, my my second ultra, like it was just phenomenal because I saw you out on course because um, Mark was also doing the 50 at the time. Um, just great. Like just the support, the, the people, even the people on course just cheering yeah. all athletes along. Yeah. Like that in itself is just incredible. So after... A few years of running, you had a little yep. idea and you thought that you I would did. start your own running store, Coast to Mountain Running. I did. <laughs> yes. Down in your lovely suburb. Um, and yes, um, like this is a big deal. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. It's because yeah. you don't just start a running shop in Port Kembla. Like without having some passion, right? I mean, Port Kembla, as you said, yeah, it's a seaside town. Yeah. It is industrial area and there's not a lot of foot traffic in Port Kembla. Yeah. 
why like how did that even start tell us what sparked that thought and then how did you put that into fruition oh wow okay I think you know like for, I'll, I'll sort of start off you know by saying this has evolved like you know it started as one thing and it, it's evolved into something that you know what it is now and, and it'll continue to evolve um I, I think you know in business you need to evolve constantly and you need to to grow as well um so I think you know for me it, it sort of started as it did start as a passion project and it continues to be a passion project for me um I had this idea you know I think it was yeah it was during probably before lockdown or, you know, thereabouts. And I, I kind of said to Nick, my husband, I, I think I want to start my own little side project. And he was like, yeah, okay, just do it, whatever. You know, and I went, oh, no, but, you know, this is what I want to do. And, you know, how about I sort of look at doing like a little online platform and, you know, do this. And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, bad for it. You can do it. Not that I needed his permission, but he is my sounding board where I, I shoot ideas off him, off to him, and he sort of goes, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, I don't know, yeah, whatever, whatever you reckon. Um, so I, I I said, okay, I started as a slide into my DMs concept, right, um, and it was really sort of the whites running crew initially that was, okay, have you got this? What have you got? You know, that they were my sort of first supporters of, of this little passion project anyway I was sort of in looking at okay well how do I do this properly you know this can't just be a slide into my dance concept how can I do this and do this properly and I went okay I need to design a website and it wasn't a case of me just going in and going oh yeah I'll just go to Shopify and create a platform I invested in someone to do a logo, to to do all the branding, you know, to to design the, the website, so to speak. And, you know, that was sort of that was sort of the first part. I, I kind of went website first versus shop front. Yeah. Most people would go shop front, then website. I kind of went the other way around. Um so that was sort of happening in the background. And in the meantime, I'd said to Nick, if I if I open a store, it has to be in Port Kembla. And he went, okay, righto. So I sort of waited for, it was almost six months for for my little store to, you know, to find my little store. Um, sort of waited, waited, and and one day I saw a full lease sign. So I rang the agent and I said, I want that store. And he said, oh, you, you haven't even looked at it. Like, do you want to come and see it? I said, yeah, sure, if I have to, you know, kind of thing. Well, I'll come and see it. I went and saw the saw the store and went, yep, this is it. So I came home, I came home and I said to Nick, I found the store. <laughs> and he said, okay, like where, where are you? I said, oh, it's on Wentworth Street in Port Gambler. Um, and he went, yep, yeah, right. Well, what ends it at? And I said, oh, it's at the top end. Said, yep, okay, great. Okay, do what you need to do, he goes. And he went, okay. Well, it all happened within days. Like I'd seen a store, I'd said this, and within days I'm picking up keys. And I think that weekend we went away for like a little training camp with Kath um, in the Blue Mountains and I picked up these keys and I was kind of going, 
what have I done? Like there was that fear because yeah. Nick is supportive and he's he's more than I suppose the risk taker than what I am. I just had this idea, but he kind of encouraged and went, yeah, do it. You can do this. Um, you know, and then I, you know, had to go through the process of fitting out a, a, a retail tenancy and trying to, you know, get get that right because I, I didn't just want racks. Like I wanted it to be a store, like a, a, a shop. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that was kind of, you know, then that was sort of in the in the background. Okay, we've, we've got to set up and, you know, then my, I think my commercial hat came on and it was like, this needs to open quick. Like we can't be just taking our time setting this little shop up. Like this has to happen. Um, and then I started to sort of look at stock and, you know, in, invest in stock in, in my first sort of, I suppose, few conversations with some retail partners. There was a lot of no's. There was a lot of no, we're, we're not interested. Um, you know, that was probably one of my biggest challenges that I sort of had. You know, there was a lot of no's and I kind of went, I don't know, and I couldn't understand why, mm. why there was all these no's. You know, is it, I, I'd, I'd kind of go in, you know, as females would kind of do, I was like, is it because I'm a female? Is that why they don't want to deal with me? Is it because... You know, I I am new to market. Is it, you know, what are the reasons? What are the whys? Mm. Anyway, I, I got down to, I think it was one, you know, one supplier and they basically said, well, it's it's really because it's COVID impacted still. And I went, oh, and he, you know, he, he kind of said, it's still, we're still sort of reeling the impacts of COVID. Um, there's, there's not much stock out there for us to give new business. Mm. Um, partners product or it's all committed and and that kind of thing and I went okay well that explains it fine so I did I opened my little store with not a lot of product um you know it, it's it's evolved yeah and it's, it's definitely grown like yeah. from where I sort of started you know with you know some tailwind some buffs some headlamps um you know some gels and you know bit of apparel and a tiny tiny bit of footwear um you know definitely it's, it's evolved um I think you know as as the year progresses and as I sort of go then into you know this is I've, I've, you know we've just had our unofficial first birthday um not recently um as it sort of goes into year two I'm, I'm sort of excited for that evolution um and the what's what's what is happening with you know this this little passion project so for people that don't know coast to mountain running is on wentworth street in port kembla and yeah. when it started like i was there at the opening and you're right you yeah. had just a small amount of stock um but it was still great i walked in and was like oh my gosh it's an actual shop like this is exciting yeah. right and i was so excited yeah. because one i thought it actually takes a lot of courage and guts to start something new and to go out on a limb to believe that you can do it. Um, putting a lot of investment of your own money and time into something, that's a risk, yep. right? In a place yeah, that you have no yeah. idea if this is even going to take off. Um, like 
it's just you're going in blind, right? So it's a risk. Correct. And as we know and we've talked about, there's the imposter syndrome part of you that says, oh, my gosh, Christina, who do you think you are opening your own running store? Very much. Who do you think you are? What kind of person are you that could just open a running store? You don't know anything about running. That's what your brain would probably yeah. be telling you. And it, However, and it did. You know a lot. And as your clients who come to the store know, they ask you lots of advice and they get the products that they're looking for. You do lots of research for them. If they need something you don't have, you go out and try and find what they need. And your store has evolved and it's amazing. And one thing that I've noticed that's come out of your store is a really great sense of community. And one thing that you took on board, which I thought was such a great idea, was doing your fortnightly, I think it is. Or yeah, fortnightly, fortnightly, yeah. Fortnightly. Fortnightly, yeah. Social run from the shop because it brings in the foot yep. traffic. It gets people familiar with your store in the area and it brings locals into your store. So tell us about that. Like when did that start and why did you start that as part of the shop and what has I, that done for Coast Mountain Running and the community? I think for me, I, I'd always had it in the back of my mind, you know, to to, to do this social run. Um you know, you, you 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 sort of see, and Wollongong didn't have like yes, we've got park run and you know all of that sort of stuff, but there wasn't a social run, or not that I knew or know of or knew of um, in the area that that did something like that. You know, so, and I'd seen it. You know, I I'd seen it in Sydney because mm. in my, my corporate job, I, I I do work in Sydney, so I, I knew that these things exist, and I was like, well. Wollongong's got to have one too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and I had that on the back burner, like going, okay, I need to do this social run. Um, and it was more of, a, and that was purely community-based, right? So I was like, okay, I need to do this, and but how do I do this? You know, there's there's always, you know, I, I again, I put that corporate hat on and go, okay, what's, you know, the, the risk and all of that sort of stuff. I gave myself 12 months and went, let the business open, grow, see what it does before I commit to the social run. Mm. And then I went, let's do the social run. You know, it, again, it's it's about that evolution. Yeah. Because you can't do everything at once. Even though as a business owner you want to do everything at once, you do have to sometimes lift that handbrake and go, you can't do everything at once. You need to take your time doing things um you know when I put it out on social media and said um yeah we're, we're doing a free Wednesday fortnightly on this date and I went oh is anyone going to turn up um and then people turned up and I was like oh there's people here <laughs> you know because you do you kind of go oh, you, you do you put yourself out there you yeah. and it was that it was that fear of is anyone going to turn up and when people turned up I went oh, my goodness, there's actually people here. Mm. You know, and then it was the second week. The second week I was like, oh, you know, I'm showing up this this fortnight. And then everyone turns up again and I went, oh, there's, there's people here again. Okay, like, this is good. Um, but, yeah, like it's, it's for me it's, it has built that sense of community. I've, I've met some incredible runners. Um, yeah, because it's not just all back-of-the-pack runners either. Let's just no, say that. No, there's, there is, your social runners. there is some. Day. 
<laughs> amazing runners. Um, yeah. You know, one of which is 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 my neighbour um, Karen Blay. She's incredible. Like she now holds the masters record for for a marathon. Um, you know, she's she actually is probably my sounding board for the social run when I sort of say. Hey Kaz, what do you think of this loop? And she'll go and either test it out for me or, or map it on Strava and go, yep, that works, or well, maybe let's stick to this. Um, you know, like phenomenal runners. Um that, you know, yeah, not just back of the pack, there's there's front of the pack, there's mid-pack, there's everybody. Mm, which is um, you know, really and that, great. that was one thing. Yeah, that, that was women. one thing I wanted. Yeah, men and women yeah. as well. Yeah, men and women. Um, you know, it's not just it's not just the girls and it's not just the boys. Um, everyone, everyone's there and everyone's welcome. Mm. You know, and and it is, it is that sense of community. You know, people turn up and they they chat afterwards and you know how did you run and they chat what event are you doing? Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 great. Mm. It's really good. And what was your hope, like, I guess, for the store, like, personally? I mean, obviously it was a passion project, but you had to have a reason why you wanted to start something like that. I Look, there was, you know, I'm, I'm south of Wollongong, not too far south, but south enough. Um, you know, you, you do sometimes want that specialist advice I guess I've got the online platform and like I said I started with the online platform first versus the retail tenancy I I think you know yes we can buy online but we do want that human connection and that human interaction mm. you know to ask what you know what gel is is better for me mm. you know or, or or how do I use tailwind or you know, you, you're speaking to someone that, you know, and it's not just me. I've, you know, I've I've got other team that help me on weekends and when I'm not around. Um, you know, they're all runners and they know how to use those products, or they've used those products, or they've had experience with with product. Yeah, I mean, it's so good, like, to just have a physical store to go into as well. Like, the whole world seems to be online, and it's yeah. nice to have. That physical it is nice system. to have that human connection. Yeah, you know, and and I've and even in the store, like I've I've met some incredible athletes in there. Um, you know, and and just chatting to them about what event they're doing or, or you know what they're running this weekend, kind of thing. Like even that's that's huge. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the human connection and hearing their stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it builds that community around you, which it has yeah. done. Um yeah. in Wollongong. Oh look, I've tried. <laughs> you have. You've done an amazing job. What um what do you think that the store can do for Port Kembla itself, I guess, as it evolves? I don't know whether it can do not that I don't know whether it can do anything for Port Kembla. But I think, I think as a store, you know, like the, the community was always there. Like the running community in Wollongong is 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 you know so good. Um, so many great athletes in the area. Um, I think, I think it can just 
built on that community mm. and and you know that foster that connection yeah so that all facets of runners are getting together and running yeah and you know from that job with that you know like just even having that wednesday night group every fortnight it's bringing together all those different types of runners you don't yeah. know what's uh, going to come out of that it might just be something that you'll see evolve over time yeah and and you know like i said evolution is important in business um see so, and, and you have to be open to that as well like you have to be open to to evolving you know as a business as a brand you know as a business owner yeah. um it's it's really important yeah well you know i'm glad you took the risk i remember when you were telling me about it and you were nervous about it yeah um but it's exciting it's exciting to see yeah. mountain running growing and obviously you are in person um down in Port Kembla but you do have uh, you are online as well and yes, you offer a yes. discount to RMAs who are in the member program so just want to make sure we're plugging that um and I will have <laughs> have that in the show notes as well so people can go on check out your online store for those that aren't in the area but those that do live in the surrounds of Wollongong um Port Kembla even south um from there you do have a store not too far away that you can go and get all of your running supplies so check it out coaster mountain running i'll make sure it's all in the show notes but i'm proud of you <laughs> I'm proud of what you've created Thanks, because it takes guts to do something like that um yeah look it's you've done a great job it's been look it's been fun it's it's been hard there's been moments where i've you know really sort of question things and you know that there is always you know it, it is imposter um where you kind of go oh what have i done or maybe i'm not not you know good enough like i you know i know i think it took me i think it wasn't until sort of october of last year that i i think i even sort of posted an image of me on my socials because i was like oh, i'm posting me like no one needs to see me um yeah, you know it's it's, it's face behind the no, it, is, it is right you know and you know it's it, it is that sort of oh yeah don't worry like and and for me it always has been about showcasing other athletes and and how good other athletes are like it's it's important you know to to showcase talent well now we're showcasing you as an athlete on rma and how important you are and that you are very talented of what you've created <laughs> so there you go don't even say anything because you just have to take that one. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> um, let's move on to the RMA hot lap. So at the end yes. of every podcast, I like to ask our guests five quick questions about themselves. So I've curated yep. some for you. So the first one yep. is, what is your best running day to date? So it doesn't have to be an event. It can be any time that you ran that you can remember what was your favorite you can pick a moment in time where were you and what were you doing i i think it, like it, it would be an event um that i did and I, I for me it was i think it was the um and i think you were at that one too it was the coastal track coastal um, classic or kayama no nah, yeah co no coastal classic the starting at Otford and yes, going all the yes. way to Bundina. Yes, I was. Um, loved 
every minute of that race. Like it was just so much fun. And I think as I was approaching the finish line near the RSL club, you came out and met and met me. I'm like, come on, come on, you've only got like, you know, a couple of K like meters, I think it was, to yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and there's this, I think there's this one photo that I have of you waving at me and I've sort of gone past you, but you're like, like cheering and yeah, I <laughs> do know that. Me on going, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um and that was that to me that's that's a highlight for me because I just enjoyed that run. Like it was so much fun. Um good. Yeah, that's that's one. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Okay. Um what is your favorite product in the store? I've actually got a few. Okay, you can say them. Plug them away. Yeah, um, plug them away. Um, well, no, th- honestly, there is a, there's actually a few, um, I think, bestsellers. Yeah. Um, lemon Tailwind, but that's also oh. a favourite of mine. Lemon, okay. Mm-hmm. Lemon, lemon flavoured Tailwind. Yeah. Who would have thought? Um, another like one that actually, yeah, <laughs> another one that actually goes really well in store um, is the Pillar Magnesium. Yeah, that's yummy. Apparently it, apparently it improves, improves sleep tenfold mm, so mm-hmm. test that one out if you haven't tested it already yeah. um and and apparently the paint the pineapple coconut tastes like pina colada i'm told oh yum i i haven't tasted that one i've only tasted the berry one berry yep yeah. berry berry is very super popular um but yeah pineapple coconut apparently tastes like um pina colada and then i think another one that that goes that goes it's crazy is the feature socks okay everyone loves super that. popular everyone yeah. loves them very comfortable okay cool. <laughs> um what is the hardest thing about training for you okay so not in any order but i think for me it would be scheduling everything so scheduling my family my business my corporate job um <laughs> and then <laughs> Yeah, and then you know, social <laughs> that's somewhere in there as well. <laughs> the run has to fit in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, the run has to the run has to fit in somewhere into there, but yeah, that, that's probably the hardest bit just coordinating all of that on a calendar and going, okay, what time do I run now? Yeah, and I think if you'd ask any mum, she would probably say the same thing. Uh, yes, any working mum, and like it's just difficult, but you make it happen, you, know? you make it happen totally. Yep. Okay, um, what is your bucket list running goal? I'll let you have two if you've got more than one. <laughs> I do have two. Okay. I do. Of course I do. I'd love to do I'd love to do New York Marathon. Um that's always been a that's always been a bucket list. Um and the other one I'd like to do would be UTMB. Now it doesn't have to be the like 100 or anything crazy like yeah. that even a 22 or a 50 yeah yeah okay well watch this space watch this space they're the two bucket lists okay uh and the last question i have for you is what do you want to teach your kids about your journey i think for, for my kids definitely to you know believe in themselves um you know that if you know, mum, you know, me, I suppose, you know, the, the daughter of two immigrants, you know, can can set a goal and, and, and achieve that goal, then, you know, they can definitely do it. 
Hundred percent, hundred percent. You're teaching them that you are. You're teaching them. Yeah. Oh God, I'm crying. <laughs> oh, sorry. This always get the hot lap just gets people. I don't know what it is. <laughs> that is my question. <laughs> I think it's that. I think it's that question. Yeah, I know. It gets everyone that question anyway. But I love that, that because we're all mums, right? Yeah. Teach our kids lessons. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. You know, and yeah. like if I sort of look at back at you know my parents they they set up this you know the the foundation for for me to you know believe and mm. achieve these little goals that I have yeah you know they they always believed in me and yeah I think you know I believe in my kids and yeah. if they can see that hey mum's giving this a go we're, mm. we can we can definitely do this yeah and I love like actually just as a side note, I love when you come into the store and the kids are helping in there as well. Oh, yeah. Like Noah's always there. Yeah. Like that's really cool. Like they're, you're teaching them something even just in that, you know what I mean? This is kind of like yeah. a family business and like, yeah, you just don't know what they're actually learning by watching you. Um, you probably won't yeah. for a long time until they get older and tell you. So keep doing what Correct. you're doing. Keep believing in yourself and I'm just proud of you for starting something amazing that a lot of people wouldn't have had the guts to do. Um, And, yeah, I'm excited to see it unfold. So those that are listening, make the trip down to Port Campbell. It's actually a beautiful trip for a day to go down that way Um, and jump on in to Coastal Mountain Running and say hello to Christina. Um, Her opening hours are always on her website and social media, so you can meet her in person hopefully when you head down there thanks christina for joining us thanks nick i've loved it thank you you're welcome well i hope you love this episode with christina jankalovska i really want to thank christina for coming on as a guest she was quite nervous about sharing her story but I think it's just wonderful to see what our RMA women are up to and what incredible things that they have created in their world. You can head to Christina's website to check out Coast to Mountain Running, which is coasttomountainrunning.com.au and members of the member program can get 20% off with your member code. This excludes chorus watches and gift certificates. There's also a sale that's going on now on the website, so head on over and see if you can get yourself a bargain. I hope to bring you more episodes on the podcast soon. Thank you for checking in. Please share this podcast with your friends, and I look forward to sharing with you next time.